Hi! Well, hello, Chelsea, and hello, listeners. Welcome to Review That Review, the podcast dedicated to reviewing... Reviews! We're just like Siskel and Ebert, only instead of reviewing cinematic masterpieces, we rate and review those hilarious, scathing, and sometimes suspicious online reviews. That's Chelsea Dawn. And that's Trey Gerald. And together, we are... The Review Queens! If you like what you're hearing and you love our show and you want to show us some support, you can get bonus and exclusive content, including our members-only after-show podcast, when you join our Patreon over at patreon.com slash review that review. Hey, Chelsea. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Cinco de Mayo. It's another double hitter week. Wow, I know. All the holidays happening at once. I will take your happy Mother's Day because I'm a dog mom. Exactly. Yes, we're having a lovely Mother's Day. I'm working on training Goldie still to not bark. So mm-hmm. if you hear her bark occasionally, you know that we're working on it, okay? <laughs> and it's hard being a mom. <laughs> it's a work in progress. You're a mom with many plates in the air. Uh, exactly. We are going to focus today's episode in the celebratory energy towards Mother's Day. So I wanted to get True. us kicked off with my absolute favorite Jewish mother joke, which is actually about a Jewish grandmother. So Chelsea, this is my absolute favorite. Here we go. A Jewish grandmother is giving directions to her grown grandson who is coming to visit with his new wife. You come in the front door of the apartments. I am apartment 301. There is a big panel at the front door with your elbow push button 301. I will buzz you in. Come inside, and the elevator is on the right. Get in, and with your elbow, push third floor. When you get out, I am on the left. With your elbow, hit my doorbell. Grandma, that sounds easy, but why am I hitting all these buttons with my elbow? What? You're coming empty-handed? <laughs> that's funny. Oh, my God. In the time of COVID, I was like, that's so considerate of the grandma to be like, don't touch those buttons. They're dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. It actually hits a little different now with COVID. Right? But that's funny. I agree. You should never show up empty-handed. That's a Shonda. That's a Shonda. What a Shonda. <laughs> well, Chelsea, now that we've gotten that. some giggles out, is there anything yes. that you want to complain about that's sort of mom-centric? We did talk about this a little bit off the air, about maybe bringing on complaints that our mothers had for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And then I had a conversation with my mom and I found one. So. (laughs) All right. Well, let's hear it. So does your mom have anything that she would like to? Lodge a complaint. About via you? (laughs) She does. We do. I agree with this complaint, actually. So my mom would like to complain about the gosh darn prices of groceries these days. Which I will concur. Listen. When I was like a kid and my grandfather would be like, when I was your age, I could see a movie for a nickel. His voice did not. The Nickelodeon. But like when he would. Exactly. When he would say that, I was like, okay, whatever. But now I'm just like, listen, the prices are going up. The wages are not going up. Correct. My mom was like, she said she went to the grocery store to get, you know, dinner for two nights and she spent over a hundred dollars. That's a lot of money. 
like when you're buying groceries, you're supposed to save money. That's the whole idea. Correct. If I'm going to go to the grocery store and spend $100, well, then I don't know. I feel like I should be getting another check from the government or something (laughs) to make up for the income that I'm not making so that I can afford groceries. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Something is very wrong in the system. There's a kink in the chain. It's re- that is funny because I do feel like that's such a um I feel like it is such a mom complaint about like right. what's going on with the prices like in my day exactly and it's funny because my sister actually visited with her husband and two children for the first time they came to our house and so I bought a bunch of groceries for the kids ahead of time in case you know kids are a little finicky and you don't want them to have a lot of variables in play and my sister was like oh do you think you'll mention me on the podcast and i was like well i'm sure (laughs) because it's the mother's day episode but here we go you just helped me segue to say hi to my sister mandy because i was buying these like you know mini pancakes chicken nugget it's like how is this so expensive? The inflation rate <laughs> has gone up so much. And I don't know that if it's like we were egregiously underpaying mm. employees that were making the product before. Like, I'm not really sure where the problem originated. So I want to leave space for like, maybe we're playing catch up. That's fair. But I don't love that that's like falling on the consumer. Well, I also have a guess here because I remember like canned vegetables were so popular Mm -hmm. to like our parents' generation. It was like a new invention after the depression. It was like a way to stock up. And I think that ended up being cheaper than today where it's like, that's not on trend and everything is fresh. There's only so much farmland. There's only so much lots of land where you can grow the fresh corn. You know, it's like, I feel like things just exponentially get more expensive on top of the fact of inflation, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. I'm speaking out of my butt here, but... Yes, I do even recognize that as a 30-something where it's like, wait, I'm paying like $7 for an iced coffee? This is crazy. You know, like, I remember when water bottles started and that was like, who's going to pay for a water bottle? You go to get a water bottle at a Broadway show, it's like six bucks. So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Anyway, yes, I know. A lot. A lot of a lot of things are changing. What can we say? Prices being one of them. So what's your mom's complaint? So, wait, what, what is your mom's name? Randy. So that was Randy's complaint. So now I'm going to give you Peggy's complaint. Okay, let's hear so it. So I have a weekly phone date with my mom. And, it, you know, we don't always meet exactly that commitment. But um, I always call her. And it, it feels like pulling teeth to get her to call me. Mm-hmm. It, regardless, you know, she is the parent, so she wants the child to call. But I can't go through a single phone call without my mom saying... Why don't you call me more? You should call. Give me a call. Why don't you call me? Call me. Can you call me? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you can call me too. She'll be like, haven't heard from you. So I figured you were busy. And I'm like, well, you could call me and find out. Or you can text me. (laughs) It's really cute when my mom does text me. Because it'll just be like something about days of our lives. Or it'll be like her dog. But anyway, my complaint is a very standard mother's complaint. I haven't heard from you. Why haven't you called me? Which I understand the power dynamic. I think if I had a child, I would expect the child to call me as well. But it's just funny to me how it's a two-way, you know, wire. Yes. And so, like, if one end isn't calling, the other could call. Yeah. I just want to call out, like, your non-Jewish <laughs> privilege for a second and say <laughs> that I have to call my mom every day. And if I hey. don't, it's like, sound the alarm, call the police, something is very, very wrong. It's not just like you didn't call yesterday. It's like you put that on me. I thought you were in a ditch yes. because it was 24 hours. 
You know? Well, there's also that other joke that I almost told today where the son calls and says, Mom, how's it going? She goes, I've been sitting in the dark for 48 hours. Why? What's wrong with the electricity? Nothing. You just didn't call. I didn't want to get up and turn the light on for fear I'd miss the call. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, that's Peggy's yes. complaint. Right, I Peggy. wonder if any other mothers feel that complaint. Um, I'm sure they all Well, that's do. fun. Yeah. A little, little something different for Mother's Day. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, should we like move forward and do a special edition versus episode, Chelsea? Would you like to go head to head? Yes, without hesitation, I do. I would like to go head to head, Trey. All right. Let's do it, mothers. Assess that kvetch. All right. So as I was saying, today is a versus episode, meaning we are going to cover both a one star and a five star Yelp review on the same topic, the UCLA Health Birthplace Westwood. That's right. For this versus episode, Trey is reading the one star and I am reading the five star. So to determine who reads first, we got to flip that quarter. I'm going to say tails. Okay. Oh, it's heads. All right. That means we're going to hear the five star review first. So just to get us started, here's a little bit of background on UCLA Health Birthplace Westwood. It is one of Southern California's most comprehensive maternity centers. The birthplace provides family-centered care and offers private rooms along with a wide range of services to make your birthing experience an event to cherish. Their elegant labor delivery recovery rooms are designed to recreate the feel of a home or a hotel room. Mm. Okay, so there are 18 reviews for UCLA Health Birthplace Westwood, it is a mouthful, on Yelp with an average score of 3.5, kind of right a little bit above average. Mm. So with that being said, let's get started with this versus battle. Review that review. All right. So as we mentioned, I am reading the five star. My five star review is written by Alexandra O., And this is Alexandra O's five-star experience. Here we go. Like many first-time moms, I felt Mm. an enormous amount of anxiety over where and how I would give birth. For months, I went back and forth on whether I wanted to give birth at home or in a hospital. I interviewed doctors, midwives, doulas, etc., and spent a good amount of time exploring various options. But every time, I felt the most supported by Dr. Aparna Shridhar at UCLA Westwood. Every question I had, she took her time in answering, even when I asked it three times. And whether my questions had to do with environment, interventions, philosophies, or practices, time and time again, I was impressed by UCLA's stance. To me, they seemed to follow an evidence-based approach that balanced the health and safety of the baby with the comfort experience of the mom. Even still, I wasn't sure how things would pan out when I actually checked into the hospital. It's now been two weeks since the birth of my daughter, and Mm. every day I felt grateful for the experience I had at UCLA Westwood. From the care provided by the labor delivery nurses, in particular, a huge thank you to April for her compassion and keeping me centered, present throughout my labor, Mm. 
to the importance placed on my birth intentions plan, to the incredible care provided by Dr. Shridhar, and finally, the resources and support provided by the nurses postpartum. In particular, a huge thank you to Jocelyn for guidance around nursing and postpartum life as a whole. There is nothing we would change about our daughter's entry into Mm. this world. Wow, Alexandra O. Yeah, so I tried to lean into that one spelling error at the top. (laughs) Wode? Yeah, there's nothing they will. Yeah, they just spelled wood wrong. How'd they spell it? W-O-L-D. I love that Alexandra wrote this two weeks later, like, that it was still so present. Yeah. She's literally postpartum, probably, like, breastfeeding her baby. No judgment if she's not, but, you know, that's how I'm picturing it in my head. Not to be gross. but she's And then texting in the other hand. Yeah, exactly. Like, writing this while taking care of a newborn. I also appreciate the use of the phrase, birth intention plan. Me too. I mean, like, I know nothing about childbirth. I know nothing about babies. Like, it's never been anything of interest in my life. Obviously, I've gone through the experience with my sister. Hi, man. And I think what is so high pressure from observing is that you do have an intention that you want to have met. Yes. And so I feel the depth of that desire with Alexandra saying birth intention plan and how they kept honoring it and that it was like the top of the priority chain, which I think is beautiful because then you don't have to worry that someone isn't taking care of how you want this experience to go. Like, you know, I mean, it really feels like Alexandra was really taken care of. Yeah, especially because this is, you know, Mm. this is Los Angeles. And even though some people might kind of roll their eyes at the whole, like I was deciding whether or not Mm -hmm. I was going to do the at-home birth or be in a hospital, I really feel like that's that is something that will come mm-hmm. up for other moms in this area. So I liked that they discussed listen like I also was thinking about doing a non-traditional birth. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that other mothers who are reading these reviews might say, oh, that Correct. sounds a lot like my experience and I've really wanted to go in this direction, but maybe I should open myself up to this other thing. Maybe I would be surprised like Alexandra was. Yeah, I think that right off, because I took a note about that too. I think right at the top, they did research for months, like preparing which option would be best suited for them. Yes, which makes sense for a first-time mom. Exactly. And I think that instantly creates uh, trustworthiness for me. Yes. Even if it isn't ultimately the choice I would make, but the fact that they did so much due diligence. And like you just said, the first-time mom, I think that was present in like every single review that I read. There's so much pressure when you're a first-time mom that you're going to not get it right. A hundred percent. And also just like the added stress of that experience. Mm -hmm. I remember I also was there for all of my sister's births. She was very stressed that Mm -hmm. first time when she had to, you know, divert from the plan that she had. It was extremely stressful. Mm -hmm. So I think that it was smart of Alexandra O to go in and like, I don't know that the doctor prepared her for that. Absolutely. I also really think 
I'm adding value and unique information points here for Alexandra O oh, because they shout out two specific individuals, April and Jocelyn. Yes. I love when that happens in Same. these sort of reviews because it sort of gives me a radar for who to sort of latch onto if I was in the experience, you know? Even if nothing else, it could be like, oh, I read about you, Jocelyn. I'm so glad I exactly. get to meet you in person. I actually decided to go here because it seems like you were really great person so giving a shout out to the individual especially in this day this day and age at all days and age when these people do work so hard i imagine if i was jocelyn it would make my day to see oh i actually was so impactful in this person's experience what i was struggling to decide as i was reading through this review myself being that i know the one star review is coming because this is a birthing center and because we're talking specifically about this one doctor, do we think that this is a common experience? Do we think that if I'm going to this birthing center and I read this review, that based off of what Alexandra is saying, I can assume that that's going to be my experience? I don't know. It's a really great question. Honestly, at face value, I think I read Alexandra O's review and I think I'm sold. Yeah. I mean, it's Same. better than a commercial on television. <laughs> right? You know? Yeah. So, but the variables are there, and I think that they're we can't ignore them. Like we, and have- I think that Alexandra O points out the variables. They explicitly dictate the delivery doctor, the two nurses or whoever, right. April yeah. and Jocelyn. Also, the fact that it's two weeks later, and Alexandra O says every single day they've thought about how they wouldn't change anything. Right. I mean, I I don't even know that I would consider if it would be a fluke because I'm so sold. Right. By how five starry this experience was for Alex. Yeah. I don't know, Alex. Why don't I just. just It's okay, Alex. We can call it. We can. Al. Al Pal. If I was about to give birth and I was deciding where I was going to do it and I saw that this place had an overall 3.5, would I skip and move on? I mean, I might. That's a good question. I know. it it, It is alarming to me that it is right in the middle. Yeah. But I also think anytime you're getting opinions or reviews, it's like you're going to get the two extremes. Yeah. So landing in the middle is maybe sort of like doesn't push it either way. I don't know. I guess just to like sway things for me because I feel like there's so many things about the review other than the world that are so great. Yes. I think if I was going to read this review based on the fact that the overall was 3.5, I would be searching for consistencies amongst the other reviews to determine whether or not this is it just that Alexandra super lucked out with her experience and everything went off without a hitch and that that's not common? And I think I'm I'm leaning into, I don't know what's going to happen when I hear Trey's review. But, you know, if I was but, just isolating this particular yeah. review, I think I would feel safe. But is that a false safety? I don't know. I mean, I think we're getting to the point here of like, if you want to zero in on your birth intention plan and you're doing a research for so many years, you are going to be not judging this off of one review. But I would use this as the like common denominator to compare against because I think it's such a strong review. The only thing missing here is humor. Yeah, I don't know like if it's appropriate in the context, but I don't know. I think I could crown Alexandra. How are you feeling? I feel I can crown Alexandra. Yeah, I think that you're right. I really like that point that you just made before we sign off. But I, I like the point that you just made about how Alexandra has created a really nice baseline Correct. for us to go off of. So good point, Trey. All right, let's crown Alexandra. The queens are tabulating. 
Yeah. All right. The queens are unanimous. Four and a half crowns, four and a half crowns. All right, Trey, you go first. Why four and a half for Alexandra? I almost want to say five, but we're missing a little humor. I, I don't know. I think the wood misspelling is so minimal. It doesn't matter, right. but it is curious. It wasn't caught. But I don't know. I'm very taken by the fact that it's been two weeks later. You've just given birth. You're like so in awe of how remarkable your experience was i i don't think that can go unnoticed and it really does make me want to have the experience that alexandra o had i mean that's the whole point of these reviews you know i just took the half off because i think there's so many variables that have to be in place you have to have april and jocelyn on shift at the same time as dr aperna (laughs) and like you know but to me it would be my common denominator my um ground what did you say you said it better my baseline baseline for yeah. comparing. And so I said four and a half. Uh, yeah. Okay. What about you? Why four and a half for you? I feel like, you know, it just takes a little extra sauce to make a full review queen for me. But I will say, like, if this were American Idol, I would be giving Alexandra that golden ticket to Hollywood because yeah. she crossed off most of the things that are on our list in terms of being authentic. And like she's caring for a first time mom who might be reading this review. So great job, Alexandra. You're nearly a review queen. And thanks for your contribution. UCLA should be very proud. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I would I would frame this on the website. I would too. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will hear an entirely different side of the story. Oh, my God. This is the part I always get so nervous about, but I can't wait. All right. Let's do it. Be right back. Hold your crown. We'll be right back. Since 2020, one of the things I've really taken on is being in charge of my health and wellness, which is why Chelsea and I are super excited to be partnering with Vitable.com.au. Now, Vitable takes the guesswork out of feeling good. You get your own personalized daily vitamin pack safely delivered to your doorstep every month. Vitable offers a quick online quiz to find out which vitamins and minerals can support your personal needs based on your own diet and lifestyle. All vitamins are manufactured in Australia at the highest quality standard. Ingredients come in the best form for their absorption by your body. When you use our code REVIEW40 at checkout, you can enjoy 40% off site-wide at vitable.com.au. That's promo code REVIEW40 at checkout to enjoy 40% off site-wide. Only what you need, nothing that you don't. It's game time. All right, Chelsea, let's take our quick spin on the Merrill Go Round. I don't feel like an icon. Most of the days I feel like I can't. That's with an A. Here's the deal. Trey and I have each picked a rotten, scathing, pithy one-star zinger. And with 30 seconds on the clock, we'll take turns trying to recite the zinger in as many genres as possible. Just like Queen Meryl Streep, who does it all. Before the clock runs out. All right, Trey, where's your zinger from today? 
Today, I have a one-star zinging review from ZocDoc.com for an OBGYN in New Jersey. And this is written by Arwa A. Arwa A. Okay. And Arwa writes, never again. (gasps) Okay. All right. I am going for a goal here. It's a two-word review. I'm going to slay. My points are going to crown. I'm crowning. Let's do this together, Trey. I'm going to be as quick as possible with my flips. And I think we should try to break a record. Let's birth a new record here today on Review I'm in the stirrups and I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Three, two, one, go! Film Noir. Never again, big boy. Teen drama. Never again. Game show. Never again. Magic show. Never again. Disney. Oh, never again. Melodrama. Never again. Superhero. Never again. Lifetime. Never again. Musical theater. Never again. Wow, Trey. That's all. That was really good. We were both on it. I was on it with the flips. You were on it with the changes. Let's see what you did. Nine! Oh, my God! I really think that that's a show first. Oh, my God, Trey. Wow. I think we birthed the winner. And I'm the I think co- that, I'm, and I'm the competition, so that's saying something. I really yeah, I think that probably is a show first. That is a show first. Trey. Way cool, to all right. Friggin' kill it. Let's make it really a show first and you're gonna beat me. All right, I don't Chelsea, think that's what is gonna happen? I got a long one, I think. All right. So my one star review is for a cloth reusable diaper. Yikes. Smart. Okay. Smart, smart. It is from Honest Company. Uh, just Alba. Yep. Hi. It is a one star review. It does. It's just by verified purchaser, which I know is not as fun. Mm-hmm. The subject is no thank you. Oh. And the review is low quality, constantly leaking, stiff, irritated skin overpriced. Oh, that's not good. I that know. Not good. It's not good, though. That's a bad reusable. Yikes. All right. Here I go. Are you ready to crown? I'm I'm crowning. <laughs> Let's do it. Here we go. Three, two, one. Sports announcer. Go! Low quality, constant leaking, stiff, irritated skin, overpriced. Yankee. Low quality, constantly leaking, stiff, irritated skin, overpriced. Adult film. Low quality, constantly leaking, stiff, irritated skin, overpriced. Televangelist. Low quality, constantly leaking, step, irritated skin, of a prize. Spy. Low quality, constantly leaking, stiff, irritated skin, of a prize. Three, two, one. I did what I could. That was good. I'm proud of that. But Trey, with nine, Queen, you are the big winner. It's like you birthed twins. You did. Oh my God, I. I beat Octomom. <gasps> you did beat Octomom. Nine. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Go take Where's a my nap. TLC reality show? Give it to me. Review that review. All right. We are back from that record breaking game break. Way to go, Try. <laughs> Still can't get over that win. You have the one star. Let's hear the opposite side of this. All right, so this is an interesting circumstance. I do want to, before I begin, I want to share 
that this review was written three years ago. Okay. But they have updated the review okay. two years ago. And for the sake of brevity, I'm not going to get into it. But the update is written by, they use the word partner, okay. who has condensed the experience and just tells their point of view again, why it's a one star. So we're going to hear the OG. Original. Yeah. Okay. So Got this it. is um under the account named Keegan C. It is a one-star review for UCLA Health, Birthplace, Westwood. All right, let's hear it. Here we go. It cannot be understated how nightmarish my experience giving birth here was. I came in to be induced after specifically asking my OB to schedule me on a day when they were least busy. She clearly didn't bother doing that. Since the day I came in, they were over capacity. The doctor came in and asked me if I wanted to come back a different day. I said my OB had scheduled me for 12-12 and asked if they were, quote, too busy right now to do my induction. She assured me that no, it, quote, how busy we are won't affect the care you receive, end quote. This turned out to be complete BS. So they put me in a dingy little waiting room. This place advertises itself as having beautiful birthing rooms with soft lighting, tubs, etc. I never saw a room like that in my entire time here. I ended up being shunted from dingy waiting room to dingy waiting room for the entire time I was there. I almost gave birth in a dirty little waiting room. See my story below. After arriving for my scheduled induction at noon on 12-12, I was finally given my misoprostol pill vaginally at 3.30 p.m. I was dilated to 2 centimeters already beforehand and 60% effaced. Five hours later, I was 3 centimeters and 80% effaced. So I had responded to the pill quite well. They inserted a second misoprostol around 8 p.m., By 11 p.m., I was having quite painful contractions and asked about my epidural. They assured me I would be able to get one. One of the nurses suggested to the other that I should be moved to the actual labor and delivery area, parentheses, and out of the overflow waiting area. The other nurse, Caroline, said they were, quote, too full. So they left me there for another hour while I had painful contractions. They could not give me an epidural until I was actually moved to labor and delivery. Finally, around midnight, they came back and moved me to another waiting room. But at least this time, this one was in the labor and delivery area, so they would at least be able to start the epidural. By this point, my contractions were already two to three minutes apart and lasting for 60 seconds. They had not checked my cervix at all since they gave me that second misoprostol at 8 p.m. So they had no idea how I was progressing and just guessed that it would still be a while before I actually gave birth. How wrong they were. I sat through contractions every two minutes while they threaded the catheter for the epidural. Warned that I could not move at all, this was excruciating. By this time, it was 1 a.m., The walking epidural I received simply did nothing. Meanwhile, my contractions were getting stronger and stronger. I was feeling pressure in my rectum. I had the distinct feeling the baby was coming. They had me hooked up to the TOCO contraction monitor. 
And even though I was yelling out loudly in pain every two minutes because the machine was not picking up the contractions, they assumed I wasn't having them. This is the truly unforgivable part. I told them the baby was coming, and so did my birth partner, parentheses, my stepmother, a NICU nurse. My stepmom went out and told them, quote, hey, her contractions are less than one minute apart and lasting one minute. I think the baby is coming, end quote. The nurses at the nursing station, parentheses, who had still not bothered to actually check my cervix, told her, quote, we're not picking it up on the machine, end quote. They essentially didn't believe I was having contractions. I was screaming in pain for exactly a minute, every other minute, parentheses, like, yeah, a-holes, I'm faking it, three question marks, in the waiting room with my stepmom without nurses bothering to check me for the last two hours. Finally, my water broke. I thought I'd pissed myself. So I said, quote, I pissed myself. Finally, the nurse came in to change the pad underneath me. She lifted my gown and was like, oh, that's the baby's head. It's like, yeah, bitch, I've been giving birth in here alone this whole time. And you a-holes just didn't effing believe me. At that point, they finally moved me to what seemed like basically an operating room while the head was emerging. And the baby was born seven minutes later, at 2.27 p.m. on 12.13. I get that my labor was unusually fast, but these horrible nurses just didn't believe me that I was having contractions. And worse still, didn't bother to check. I was still never checked between the time I'd been three centimeters and when I actually gave birth. I've moved all my care to a different hospital. Stay away from this place. It treats patients as cash cows, and the nurses couldn't give a FK less about you. I will not be delivering my future babies here. This place is a factory of nightmares. Wow. Wow. I mean, wow, wow. Keegan. It's a lengthy review, but I felt like it's very worth it because it's incredibly detailed and how excruciating this experience was for Keegan. I mean, listen, I sometimes feel a certain kind of way about a review that has a prologue, which this clearly did. Yeah. But it really set the tone for what we were about to receive because I had written down the word nightmarish because I just even though I felt bad, I'm like, I love that as an adjective. Mm-hmm. And then as we were going through the experience, I was like, this is a nightmare. That is a nightmare. Like this yes. entire experience was a nightmare. Wow, wow, wow. I just want to make sure that I'm understanding this correctly. Yeah. We know that we have to be induced. So we make this appointment. We specifically request like a queen that we're there during a time where it's less busy. Mm -hmm. We get there and it is busy, but we're kind of told it's, it's going to be fine. You're going to receive the same level of care. Mm -hmm. And then we start getting treatment in the waiting room. Yeah, I understand that there's variables here because it is sort of like you can't know who's going to go into labor. But this is a scheduled induction and you recognize as Keegan that it's busy. And so you have the wherewithal to say, is it a little too busy? Because it was scheduled. So if it's overwhelming, let's pick another time. And you're confirmed that you will not be impacted by the level of mania going on. 
you can't say like, oh, you might have a better experience if you come back later. But it's also like, this is literally life and death. Right. So don't give me a nicety. Be honest. Like, right. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that is something that I want. Like, why is the OB not on the phone? Maybe the OB is like delivering another baby or something. But like, this is the point where I feel like the OB needs to be intervening, where I feel mm-hmm. like Dr. Aparna really seemed like she was a huge part of this process. Where is this OB? It, this sort of reminds me of my own birth story in a way, which I'll tell on Patreon. I mean, of me being born. <laughs> okay. But, okay, we're, we're being medicated in the waiting room? That just seems dangerous. Correct. That's like doing a campfire outside and being like, you know what? I'm just going to start the fire inside. Why not? I'll get the I'll flame I'll carry going. the fire out, right? Yeah, I'll carry the fire out to the to the flame with me. Like, that is crazy. Well, I do think that part of it is like bodies react differently. So they, I'm imagining they were like, this could take three hours. But even so, doesn't that feel like playing with fire? Yes. Also, she's there with a NICU nurse. How did he what be- What does that mean? Neonatal Na- intensive care unit. Oh. That's for my, I only know this because- like one of my best friends Steph is a neonatologist which is my head mm-hmm. bitch in charge for the NICU but anyway so this person is around difficult and time sensitive births all the time so I, I'm like wondering how we even got to this point I think that's a really great point because I didn't know what NICU stood for yeah I think that you just literally ended this whole episode for me because It's obviously such a horrible experience. And I think it's incredibly trustworthy. I believe it. But I think the fact that like you're with your stepmom, who is the HBIC. Right. She's not the HBIC. She's a nurse. But still, like you're with someone who is high stress birthing. Yes. The nurses in these environments are like very critical. Like, yeah, sometimes there's only one neonatologist on staff. So we really need all NICU nurses on board. Well, but that's my point is like, so much in life is about who you know. So you right. bring this person with you yeah. instead of your life partner. Right. So you would anticipate that that would be communicated and you would most likely get better care because right. these other people at this facility are going to be aware that this person has the knowledge so they know when you're, you know. So like yeah. the fact that this experience occurred and you were accompanied by a Nick nurse. Is that, is that Nick right? You. Nick, Nick you. Like outrageous horrifying horrifying the fact that the head was crowning oh god also i think it's a complete deal breaker for me the fact that they never checked are you out of your mind like you could not only kill the baby you could kill the mother like are you out and i recognize maybe they're over capacity they're under it's like too many plates in the air too bad Right, too bad. That's the job. Yeah. This ca- must happen all the time. Like, I don't think this is a... F- I don't think this is going to be fluke. You can't predict right. when a baby is going to decide to go into labor. I- if it is scheduled and you can't accommodate it, there has to be a contingency plan. It is completely Correct. unacceptable. Oh, yes. Because if I read this review, this would be very near a deal breaker for me, if not 100%. Exactly. I'm wondering if Keegan got inseminated on Valentine's Day, and then nine months later, it's the busiest time and they're all there. And maybe Alexandra O oh got inseminated not on a, a sexy holiday. You know, there are seasons. I, I, I couldn't do the math in my head, but I was like... Yeah, I don't know what that is, but... Is, is December, you know, 10th, 11th, whatever this was, a popular... But I just also conversely want to say here, like, as much as possibly Alexandra O oh got 
lucky. I'm wondering if also Keegan got, got unlucky, unlucky because it is sort of like, I don't think that this is necessarily a fluke. I think right. it is a variable you're going to be dealing with constantly. Yeah. But like, is that enough to deal break for me? I think I could crown this, but let's go through the points. I, Spelling okay. and grammar is pretty great. It did say shunty. I was shunted around. I don't know what that means. Th- that's a word. <laughs> shunted is like, I think it's like ignored. Okay. So then, okay. So then vocabulary word for me. <laughs> I believe them. I don't think they're being shady. No humor, but I was thoroughly entertained in the most traumatizing horror experience. Yes. I, I was completely swayed by this review in all the ways, I'll say. Before we crown, yeah. I want to say, like, I do wish that they had mentioned who the OB was by now. I do, too. I also would love to know the nurses' names as there well. There is blame to be placed. Absolutely. But they chose not to mention it. So, you know, maybe that right. was a conscious choice because of their morals and ethics. So I don't know how... We'll see how that plays into the crowning. But yes, I think I can do it, you. I can do it. Let, I'm crowning! Let's do it. The queens are tabulating. Total score. Oh, wow. Interesting. Wow. Okay, so I'm holding up four and a half crowns again. Trey's holding up five crowns. So I did the four and a half crowns because I thought I was equally swayed by both of these reviews. And then if I was going to give Alexandra O four and a half, I had to do the same for Keegan because as much as I felt comforted, by Alexandra's review, I felt horrified by Keegan's review. And I will say the thing that I'm giving Keegan the most credit for that like keeps sort of echoing in my mind as a review queen is they tried to preempt this experience. Exactly. When they spoke with the OBGYN, they said, I don't want to be there at a time when it's crowded. When they got there, they said, I will come back another time to be induced if it's crowded. They really like saw the writing on the wall before they even went down this road. Maybe they you know, read the Alexandra O's and were like, all right, I just need to make sure this variable is taken care of. Exactly. And even with all that due diligence, it still was a complete and utter nightmare i didn't give the five because i was scared i was not laughing at all it was not humorous and and i don't know that's why i didn't go for the full five but you went for a review queen for keegan so let us know why you thought that keegan was a review queen i gave keegan a review queen because i think the impact here the the image of crowning and the labor and delivery secondary waiting room it, it doesn't matter like that's insane and the fact that the birthing partner who happened to be an expert in the field had to run and chase people down and say like the baby's crowning and they're ignoring you and like instead of looking at the it's just too much and i appreciate the length i i hate long reviews i think it's incredibly worth it for this experience the preface i agree maybe could have been a paragraph shorter but it drew me in and then also that a year later the partner that who we now know is a NICU nurse wrote a summary. They're really trying to protect women, which I think is so review queenie that like I gave Keegan the five crowns because I just think it's a horrible experience. I believe them. Oh, this is just horrifying. Oh, what a nightmare. Nightmarish is it's, the perfect. It's so odd to give someone a review queen status and feel so upset. You know, yes. it's usually a very funny light. But I think the impact here is so strong. I'm extremely upset about right. this experience for Keegan. 
So there we are. All right, Keegan, thank you for sharing. Thank you both for sharing. You know, as per usual with these one in five star reviews, I am thoroughly confused. I don't know. All I can say is that people have different experiences. Correct. And and 3.5 feels like an adequate overall score for UCLA based on these two extreme reviews that are, are as equally good as nightmarish. I know. All right. Well, my mother just decided to call. And was it literally her? That was literally my mother. So there you go. Happy Mother's Day. All right, Queen. We have reached the most regal portion of our show. Chelsea, who are you inducting today for? My Royal Highness. All right. So I don't think it's going to take a rocket scientist to figure out who I'm inducting today. It is Mother's Day. So let's go ahead and just do it. I'm going to induct all the moms, all the mothers, and I'm going to include myself in that because I'm a dog mom. If you're a dog mom, you get included today. So thank you, moms. Thank you, dog moms. I feel like, you know, listen, it's hard for me to be a dog mom. I can only imagine what it's like to be a real life mom and be responsible for a child and keeping them alive and everything that comes with being a mother which is a really thankless job. Totally. I just want to take this opportunity to thank all the mothers out there. Thank my mother who's called me twice during this uh, recording. Trey's mom for birthing such a beautiful baby boy. Uh, Mandy for her beautiful children, my sister and all of the other moms out there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all that you contribute and all the undervalued contributions that you make. Thank you. You are my Royal Highness this week. Absolutely. So much of life unfolds when you become a mother about the things that your mother did that you didn't ever catch or um, have the opportunity to witness and and experience and with the gratitude, which I just think is like a beautiful circular motion of life that we don't often think about the contributions until we're in them and ourselves. So that's true. Yeah. We usually just think about all the ways that we've been damaged. You know. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right. Chelsea, do we have time for a Royal review today? Of course. Maybe it's time for some royal reviews. Obviously, any review for our show is a royal review. But today, we have one from Raising Hellier on Apple Podcasts. Raising Hellier writes, Five stars, true review perusers. As one half of another review-based podcast, I love hearing another duo that not only knows how to do it right, but who also do it totally different from us, parentheses, the humble boys of reviewparty.com. Running bits like Santino's cherries really make you feel like you're a part of something. And their supercalifragiterm, for Amazon's SEO hypercharged 50-word product names, is so smart, I wish I'd thought of it. Keep it up, queens! Aww! Oh, that's so nice! You raising hellier. That means so much to me that you pick up on the Santino of it all. Any, like, just knowing that somebody else is tickled no pun intended, by the Santino's cherries mm-hmm. of it all is so sweet and kind and reassuring. And as I will say, fellow review queens over there, literally humbled, humbled by your praise of our show and so appreciated. Yes. Thank you. And reviewparty.com has been in the game a lot longer than yes. us. And so I really appreciate the fact that they have welcomed us and are so supportive. And there might be some things brewing in the future 
with reviewparty.com and the review queens. But in the meantime, yes, as you guys know, reviews help new listeners find us. And so we are so appreciative anytime anyone who's listening to the show leaves us a review, especially a five star royal review. Mm -hmm. If you want a chance to be featured and have your review read on the show, you can make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right. Thank you, Queens. And thank you, Raising Hellier. We appreciate it. All right, we did it, Queen. That is another round on the R-U-A-R-Q baby-making Ferris wheel. Thank you for joining us today. It was like, I was going to say, it was nine nine months worth of (laughs) drama. Um, So thank you for joining us for that wild ride. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend. And if you didn't like what you heard... The same applies. Tell an enemy, you know, <laughs> share it with someone you hate. Yes. Join our mailing list at reviewthatreview.com so that you can stay up to date with all of the goings on in the queendom. Hit up our voice mailbox, one eight five zero review 0 You can also follow us on all the socials at The Review Queens. I'm at Chelsea BD. And I am at Trey Gerald. Now, on today's After Show Pod, we are rating and reviewing a one-star review from ZocDoc. For an OBGYN. Uh-oh. So to find out what made Chelsea say... I think that that's totally out of control wrong. Period. The end. And find out what made Trey say... What are fibroids? Then join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash review that review to hear our special members only after show podcast. And remember, ignore the haters. You're a queen. Gender non-specific baby queen. Of course. Bye. (laughs) Review That Review is an independent podcast. Certain names have been redacted or changed to protect the guilty. Executive produced by Trey Gerald and Chelsea Dawn with editing and sound design by me with voiceover talents by Eva Kamensky. Our cover art was designed by Logo Vora and our theme song was written by Joe Kanozian and sung by Natalie Weiss. I feel like I need an epidural after that episode because my hormones are all over the place. Where's my Abdullah? <laughs> Obligata. Right? No. Dula. Dula? <laughs> <laughs> What's an Adu- Abdullah Oblongata? What is that? I don't Why know. Why do I know? They what is, said it is in Waterboy, I think. Medulla Oblongata. I, I think it's a part of your brain. Is that a lyric? Brain. I think it's a part of your brain. Oh, the Macarena? It's it's uh, the lowest part of the brain and the lowest portion of the brain stem. Marima Abagata. What is that? <laughs> I don't, don't know. Get Domo Arigato, is... Mr. Rabato. Oh, that's another song. I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs>